Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Ah, yes, indeed. Very good evening. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Sam Hargraves with you. Great to be back after... Three weeks off as uh, the beautiful Evie and I welcomed little Charlie into the world. Uh, but it is uh, wonderful to be uh, out of the house uh, after uh, three weeks of, uh, for any that have been through it, the, the most incredible life-changing experience that you'll, uh, that you'll ever go through. Um, wonderful to be back with you, though, and, and plenty to discuss with a couple of rounds to go in season 2022. Uh, and a lot making news. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The Harcourt's open line is always that for you. Your move, your Harcourt's for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourt's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We do it all for Maccas. Try the quarter pound of bacon at Maccas today. You won't be disappointed if you do. On a Monday, we like to start with what the back page stories are, the feel-good stories uh, of the round, the more football-focused stories before we get to what's on the front page but I won't go with that tonight because the MRO decision has just been handed down in regards to Paddy Cripps. Uh, he has been offered a two-match suspension by the match review officer for his hit on Cal Archie in the Brisbane clash yesterday. It left him concussed. Um, he was subbed out straight away, replaced by Mitch Robinson. So it's been assessed as careless conduct, high contact and high impact. So Paddy Cripps has been offered a two-week suspension, which would mean that he wouldn't play for the rest of the home and away season. Carlton in a position at the moment where they just have to win one of the next two games um, if they are to make finals. So they've got Melbourne this week and then Collingwood in round 23. They have to win one of those to cement their spot in the eight after what was such a promising start to the season in 2022. Uh, They've been top four, and now they risk being out of the top eight. So I would expect that Carlton will challenge that at the tribunal. If if I had a, a, a dollar to put down, gamble responsibly, of course, I would be, I would be betting it that Carlton will challenge, um, that, at the tribunal, given that their season is on the line. So that is a big news story coming through just before we go to air. The other big news story coming, and this is massive in terms of the Collingwood Footy Club. Brody Grundy, who hasn't played since round six, played the first six games of the year. Collingwood have just uh, released a press release saying that he will miss the rest of season 2022 with stress fractures in that ankle. So the big question was going to be, uh, how do they play Cox, uh, Cameron, and Grundy in that Collingwood side that's just won 11 games in a row and sits second on the ladder. Well, they won't have to um, answer that question anymore because Brody Grundy will miss the rest of season 2022. 
1-300-736-736-043-98-1116 to have you say on that. But that is a big, big story and a massive blow for Collingwood. Um, we've heard Craig McRae speaking on this station about how important Brody Grundy is to them. The only, the, the biggest issue that Collingwood have from a statistical point of view is their clearance numbers, um, centre clearance especially where they've been 18th in the competition. Um, they believe they are a much better centre clearance team with Brody Grundy in the side, but they will not um, be, uh, well, they won't be able to test that belief out uh, for the rest of the season. Also, in good news though for the Pies, Jamie Elliott, who's re signed until the end of 2025, uh, which is good news. Uh, he won't be going into free agency. The, the hero uh, a couple of weeks ago against Essendon, one of the greatest goals kicked after a siren that we've seen. Um, he will be with the Pies until the, at least the end of 2025. Um, so let's start with the back page stuff. There's some other things making news today, but why don't we start with the back page stuff? Two games to go in the year. Geelong, clear flag favourites now. They've won 11 in a row, and they've won against the Saints without Selwood, Dangerfield, Blixarves, and no Gary Rowan either. And people will say what they like about Gary Rowan, but you would still think that when they've got a full complement to choose from, that Gary Rowan makes it into Geelong's best uh, 22. But certainly, three out of their top five players, you would think, Selwood, Dangerfield and Blixarves, if not their best, at least three of their most important, not playing in that game against the Saints. And they did it with a leg in the air. One game clear on top. They've ended the Saints season, you would think, although, of course, the Saints are still a chance, um, despite going down to the Cats. This is what David King, uh, this is what Nathan Buckley had to say about the Cats early today on SEN Breakfast. Now, why is that not working? Uh, here we go. Already a nice little issue. Is any of these working? No. Well, there's good news. That's a great way to get started with none of the audio uh, actually working that we're hoping to play. So we'll try and get that sorted out um, as quickly as we can. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Lovely to be welcomed back with a text message from what I'm sure is just a very very good human being. Who is this bogan? Uh, my name's Sam. It's a pleasure to meet you. You seem like a, just a lovely human being, and I want to thank you uh, for your message coming through. Uh, the great Jordan Canellis has fixed the problem. A very simple solution. Uh, this was Nathan Buckley on Geelong earlier today. I would suggest. Geelong are right up there. Sydney are a premiership chance. Collingwood, you have to say they're a premiership chance given their form. And then that's that's before we get to the reigning premiers of, of the of the time in Brisbane in Melbourne and potentially a Brisbane side that are coming through as well. So you've got Collingwood a, a greater chance of a premiership than both Melbourne and Brisbane? I would suggest that right now uh, Geelong are the premiership favourites. Yes. I don't know what the, I'm not looking at the the market. I yep. think Geelong are the premiership no, favourites. Yeah, I would put Sydney next, and then I reckon you've got Collingwood, Melbourne, and and uh, Brisbane on all on the all on the same level. Nathan Buckley on Geelong. This was David King, even stronger on the Cats premiership favouritism. If you look right now, there's one team in the competition that is number one this season for turning possession into score. Wherever they get the ball, it goes. It's the number one ranked team, the greatest percentage of possession to score team. They are also the best at denying the opposition possession to score. So number one attack, number one defence in terms of not bleeding but making the opposition bleed. 
we've never seen that before. That, that, that hasn't happened, or have seen it. It hasn't happened since 07. So we haven't seen it for 15 years. If you look across the competition, teams are rated high in one or the other. They're really good defensively or they're really good on, on offense, but they're not great at both. No other team is rated top six in both. They're one and one. The Cats, the Cats statistically are so much better than any other team. It'll take a freak event for them not to win. From, in my opinion, Jared, just in my opinion, it'll take a freak event for them not to, to not win the flag this year. David King on the means test with Jerry Whaley earlier today, sen.com.au to hear the full means test, one of the most downloaded segments uh, on the station week in and week out. So Geelong sitting brilliantly with a couple of games to go. They've got the Gold Coast and the West Coast. You can't see them dropping either of those. Um, so they'll get uh, a nice ride into the finals. And could this be the year that their home and away season form is mirrored in their finals form? Uh, it is all shaping up to say yes. For the Pies, who sit second, can you believe that? 17th last year, the Pies are second on the ladder. They've again come from behind to overrun Melbourne. They've swept the reigning premiers this year. It's 11 in a row, six in a row under 10 points, 10th win for the year under two goals. Uh, and they've had the wood over Melbourne in both games this year. They deserve to be taken seriously, don't they, now, the Pies? I know they've been a lot of close ones, and I know sometimes your luck's got to run out. I know sometimes you can walk into the casino and see that the roulette wheel's gone black, 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 and you think surely red's going to hit, but black just keeps hitting. Um, And it's hard to explain. The stats don't explain it. They're not really elite in, in, in many, if any, stats that we like to use as ways to measure team's premiership bonafides. And if you look at the stat line, except for the score in the Melbourne game, you would have thought looking at that, that Melbourne had absolutely flogged the pies, but it wasn't the case. Uh, They deserve to be taken seriously. And maybe the most incredible achievement of this whole season for Collingwood is under the pure passion and joy approach to footy that Craig McRae lives and breathes and brings to everything he does. You see him on the sideline, you hear him on SEN. They've managed to soften, I think, 130 years of being the most hated team by all fans from every other club. I think people are softening on the but It used to just be a part of your, your, your DNA, that whoever you barracked for, it didn't matter who, but you hated Collingwood. I think people are softening to the pies. I really think they are. They've got the, the Swans and the Blues to finish out the year, um, and the way they're playing, you, you'd, you'd almost be foolish to think that they couldn't make top four. Um, the Ds have only won four out of ten since going 10-0 to start the year. Uh, it seems that that one-trick pony, that one-trick pony line might have been one that might have been directed back into a mirror um, because that's the way they're playing at the moment. It's contest or bust for the Ds, and teams, I don't think, fear them anymore. It's their fifth loss when they've been leading by 20 points. They've allowed teams back in. Their goal-kicking is a real issue. Uh, they're bottom four for accuracy. They win every. They won every major stat except for the goal kicking and the scoreboard. They're 10th in the comp for forward 50 efficiency uh, as well. Um, and I did just want to try and bring a little bit of levity to proceedings. Uh, I did have a fly on the wall inside Craig McRae's uh, pregame speech ahead of Friday night's clash with Melbourne uh, after Ed Langdon said that they're all duck and, and no dinner. This is uh, what uh, Craig McRae rolled out. But the duck is one of the most noble, agile and intelligent creatures of the animal kingdom. But they're wimpy. They don't even have teeth. Neither do hockey players. <laughs> have you guys ever seen a flock of ducks flying in perfect formation? It's beautiful. Pretty awesome, the way they all stick together. Ducks never say die. Ever seen a duck fight? 
No way. Why? Because the other animals are afraid. They know that if they mess with one duck, they got to deal with the whole flock. So that's exactly how it unfolded on Friday night. Braden Maynard had the first chance he got, absolutely buried Ed Langdon, and they all came in on top of that. It's funny how Craig McRae sounds like Emilio Estevez, but that is inside the four walls. That was the pregame speech. They all ran out there quacking, I'm told, uh, and Braden Maynard was asked about the tackle uh, on Ed Langdon on Fox footy. We did myself a little bit, but I, I lined him up pretty well, didn't I? I lined him up and I um, yeah, felt pretty good because the crowd went nuts. There we go. Uh, that was that was an incredible moment uh, on that night. Uh, the goal kicking, a major issue for Melbourne. Jake Lever spoke about the fact that they continue to let teams back in the door today at his press conference. We have been in a lot of situations where we've played some good footy throughout, but you know, particularly the first half, and then um, we have let things slip, uh, whether that's through role playing or um, potentially, you know just thinking about the result rather than continue to focus on our process and um, for us we felt like on Friday night we let one slip but as I said Collingwood's credit um, you don't just win games of footy and I think they've won 11 in a row now you don't win 11 in a row without being a good side and we knew that going into the game they were going to just stick with us and um, we didn't take our chances and we're sitting here without the four points and uh, we've got a pretty important couple of weeks coming up. Uh, that's Jake Lever, a Melbourne defender today, speaking uh, about Melbourne's run home and uh, how that they've had five games now where they've given up leads, 20-plus points. Uh, it is a concern uh, heading into finals for Melbourne. Uh, the Swans look pretty sweetly set up for top four. They uh, did what they needed to do against North Melbourne yesterday at Marvel Stadium. They've got uh, the Pies and the Saints to finish off. Franklin is the story, though. Uh, he's um, just listening to the clash records at the moment. Should I stay or should I go? Contract talks put off until the end uh, of the year. He was doorstopped after that uh, press release was released on Saturday. Like I'll put out my statement. Yeah. I'll make my decision at the end of the season. Thanks, Lance. You can tell that journo just did not want to have to ask that question. Uh, got the bare minimum and moved on very, very quickly. Luke Parker was speaking to SEN today on SEN Breakfast and said that it wouldn't be a distraction. Some people would think there might be some awkward tension inside, but there's, there's not at all. I think for Bud, he's he's playing he's playing some good football, and at the moment, I think he just came out and said he wanted to put things on hold just to make sure that that's where his mindset was and, and didn't want the distraction for the club. So I know where his commitment is at the moment is, is for this season and, and for this week and um, and hopefully that'll continue going forward. But the, the main thing is he, he's enjoying his football. He's enjoying the opportunity that we have. Um, and at the moment, it's not at all really a distraction of our club. Uh, Luke Parker, in, uh, he's just in about career best form at the moment, Luke Parker, and there's a fair few swans that could lay claim to being in the same vein. Chad Warner is becoming one of my favourite players. Every stat that I think is important for a player that plays the role he does, he is elite in uh, when it comes to inside 50s, goal assists, score involvements, uh, metres, um, his ability to run and carry. He gets maximum bang for buck on every disposal that he gets, loving uh, Chad Warner, and if you watch Buddy on the weekend, I know it was just against North Melbourne, but there's no way that he is a spent force uh, in this competition. He will have a say in there. He will have a massive say in their fortunes uh, come September. The Lions looked more lethal uh, than Lee for three quarters, but they uh, they crushed Carlton in those first three quarters and were top four bound again uh, based on percentage. They could have jumped back up into the four until they unlocked the door. They left it wide open uh, and wondered why the gate crashes came in. They allowed the Blues back in. 
Um, it wasn't the greatest finish to a game that the Lions needed, especially after what went down against Richmond the week before when they let them back in. All due respect to Richmond, who were incredible um, to just take that game away from Brisbane. But there are still some concerns about the Lions. They, on any given day, look like the very best team in the comp and then defensively can look like one of the worst uh, in the snap of a finger. But their best, their best is as good as anyone's. Gary Lyons speaking to that earlier this morning. Brisbane, that, watching that game yesterday with so much on the line, that first half, maybe three quarters, I've had a few doubts about Brisbane. I've looked at it and gone, I'm not sure about their forward line. Yep. If they bring heat and pressure like they did in that first half, then they can do something pretty memorable. I'm not saying they can win it, but that, they smothered Carlton in a way that they just never got into space. For, and it was all on the back of just at them, at them, at them, at them. I think what they did in the first 20 minutes was brilliant. When Charlie Cameron is playing like that, they are a threat. And when the game was in doubt... And it wasn't really in serious doubt, but it was in question late. You know, you still got to kick three goals in three and a half minutes. Hard to do. Lockie Neal said, no, 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 not not happening, guys. Yep. So, And that that's something we've always known. I thought McCluggage was very good. Um, I thought Bailey got back to a bit yes. of form. I haven't seen that for a while. So there's there's a lot of little wins in there, hidden in there, if you if you sort of want to have, have a closer look. Um, but But again, you're right. The, the, the way they, they concede so easily down back just leaves a little stone in the shoe. Gary Lyon and David King on the Lions. I'm still a believer in the Lions. I still think they uh, I still think they can win the Premiership. They just have to get that defensive side right. And as we go to the break, this was Gary Lyon on the Blues. Uh, and the news today that Paddy Cripps has been offered a two-match ban for the hit on Cal Archie. This was Gary Lyon on their performance yesterday. That was as close to finals intensity that they could expect if they ever got there, and they failed. They just failed the test. Now, the eight goals in the last quarter is a bit like Essendon's year. As I keep using the analogy, it's the horse that gets back and then flashes home, and you go, wow, it doesn't mean anything, unless you can actually win one, and they didn't. So a lot of pressure on Carlton. They play Melbourne this weekend, a lot at stake there on Saturday night. They'll find out one way or the other. Gary Lyon uh, earlier today. Still plenty more to talk about. We will hear the views throughout the day that have been given on Paddy Cripps and that bump and what the suspension should have been with the news that he has been offered two weeks. And now we wait to see if Carlton will challenge. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number to have your say on the news of the day. This is the Macca's Run. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. I don't think so. I'm probably on the side of him reasonably contesting the footy. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very interesting one. Again, it's just one of those grey areas, isn't it? I think everyone's got their opinion and their view on it. Um, you know, I think you could probably make an argument on the opposing side of, of where I sit, but uh, I think that's, for mine, I feel like he was competing against Archie and trying to win the footy legitimately and uh, and you know obviously he's come off second best but if it's not read that way uh, I guess that'll be another statement made won't it? Yeah he did, didn't make contact with the ball, he jumped off the ground he knocked a player out, I don't think we see him again this year In a home and away season or even a final uh, if they make maybe it? Maybe even the first you're, you're talking three weeks yeah, potentially yeah, Yes. So that was Nathan Jones speaking to Dwayne on SEN and then Matty Lloyd on the afl.com.au website about the Patrick Cripps hit on uh, uh, Cal Archie. 
uh, left him concussed. He was uh, subbed out of the game straight away. Careless conduct, high contact and high impact. It's being graded by the MRO. A two-week suspension has been offered to Paddy Cripps. We wait to see whether Carlton will challenge that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to have your say on it. The other thing that that uh, suspension means, if, if it is upheld, is that Paddy Cripps will be ineligible for the Brownlow, which we think he would have been leading at the halfway point of this season. So you can have your say on that. Now, very good friend Mars has rung to do exactly that. Mazza, hello, mate. Are we going to play netball now? Bloke can't go up for a mark. How, how come Archie hits his... The way it was described to me on the radio, that, that they went up for the mark together. Archie come down second best, hit his head on the ground and got concussed that way. And also, why is it that every time Carlton go into state, we get umpire 22... He never pays a free kick for blocking in the forward line. He does the same to Essendon. I've got Essendon mates that have had the same thing happen to them. I love umpires, but how about consistency? And Paddy Cribbs, he went for the mark. Um, Mars, there wasn't a ball to be marked. The ball had been fisted back up into the air. Kalachi was rising up to take the ball out of the air. Uh, He went up first with eyes for the footy. Patrick Cribbs came from behind. He hits him sort of part back, part side. Uh, it looks like the shoulder makes contact. He hits the ground. It's almost like the triple banger. Made, con- made high contact in the air. He hit his head on the ground from what I can see. And then Cripps lands on top of him as well. So it wasn't a ball to be marked, Muzz, unfortunately. Well, I'm only I'm only telling you what the radio. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm describing it to you as I'm watching the video now. Certainly. Thank you. But I'm just telling you. I can only go by. I yeah, listened to yeah. another station um, to to follow Carlton and Brisbane yesterday. Yep, because you were doing Fremantle, uh, West Coast, and the Crows. Sure. And on that station, they said that Paddy Cribb shouldn't have anything to answer to. Well, the MRO have said he does, and it will just be a matter of seeing well, us whether or not they challenge. I expect they well, will, given Carlton their seasons do. on the line. Hope Carlton do because you know, um, yeah, you know, you've got a fair player that's that. that he gets pushed and battered every week and the umpires don't reward anything. And then this happens and not you. Hey, Mars, I've just got to press pause on you there because we've got to hit this ad break that I can't move. I'll come back to you on the other side of the break. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Uh, big stories getting around here, there and everywhere. Two weeks for Paddy Cripps, Brody Grundy to miss the rest of the year as per a Collingwood Footy Club press release. Elijah Hollands, after 23 disposals and two goals, is the NAB Rising Star nominee for round 21. Bailey Smith has re-signed with the Western Bulldogs for just another two years. I think that would take him up to that free agency. So recommitted to the Dogs and will be at the Kennel for the next couple of years. Paddy Cripps is a big conversation point, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. before Matt Rendell joins us to give us his takes off the round 21 action. Lindsay's in Somerville. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. Look, I'm a, I'm a traumatised Brisbane supporter. That, that match nearly tipped me over the edge. <laughs> um, seriously. And, you you um, look like the best side in football for three quarters, and, and especially in the first oh, half, and then anything but uh, when they came back at you. Yeah, exactly. And um, look, I think they lucked out. They just got a couple of lucky, silly goals, and then they got their run. But back to Crips, look, I was filthy that 
you know, Archie got KO'd. It did end up changing the course of the game, but that's too short. And I honestly can't make my mind up about it. I just can't. But when Muzza comes on commenting on something he hasn't even seen, it's 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 tipped me back again, mate. I've just lost my mind again. Just in just in fairness to Muzz, Lindsay, Muzz is actually blind, so he was relying off the description he heard uh, at the time. But um, he's a good oh, man, okay. and, and oh, yeah, sorry. no, that's I, okay. That's okay. I, I apologise. No, no, all good, okay. all good. Um, but um, I can't make my mind up about this thing with Crips. I'm biased. I'm a Brisbane supporter, but mm. I just can't quite see he's got to go. I was filthy at the time but I can't quite see he's got to go. Yeah, I don't know if the Willy Rioli defence... Uh, my belief is, and I think Carlton may have um, be looking at some footage where they believe it shows that Cripps' eyes are on the ball. Um, I don't know if you can liken it too much to the Willy Rioli one because you can actually see that Willy, I don't think, saw the opponent coming into his eye line until after he had committed to the ball in the air. I don't know if they can mount the same defence for Paddy Cripps in this circumstance. Um, you, you, you want to see the best players always playing. I'm just not sure if there's enough similarity to that and Willy Rioli to see how it can be overturned. I'm just not sure if it can. Yeah. The, the thing is, I'm not sure that, you know, Princeton has come into it. That As I say, that I'm sitting here biased, traumatised, mm. and I still can't quite hanging for yep. it because the ball was there. He sort of was a bit clumsy, but gee, you know, yeah, man, it's a, it's a look, harsh penalty in that. Yeah. Ma- Michael Voss, Lindsay believes it was a fair contest. Um, and there are plenty that do. Nathan Jones thinks it's a fair contest, whereas Matty Lloyd thought he might have got three. So it's another one of those where it's in the eye of the beholder. Um, but the ruling has been that it is careless. Um, and, uh, and that has got the two weeks. Uh, Sean's in North Dandenong. G'day, Sean. How are you, mate? You well? Yeah, good, thank you. Please appreciate you asking. Um, look, on the Cripper thing, and I'm, a, I'm not a Carlton supporter or a Brisbane supporter for that matter, um, look, a period of time ago, that was really what was needed for his team, and, and once upon a time it wasn't a reportable offence, but in 2022, when you, you take your eyes off the ball and you, you act like he did to, to try and fire his team up, which is very understandable... I totally get the frustration from Carlton supporters, you know, eight and two, and now they're probably going to miss finals. You know the captain needed to do something. He saw the opportunity, he took the opportunity, and in today's footy, that gets you a couple of weeks. And it's, I think it's as simple as that, unfortunately. Yeah, Sean, I, um, I, I, I tend to lean where you do. I'm not... I don't know if that was a... Yeah, I don't think it was a... Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it a few times thinking it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but I don't also don't think it can be allowed to go um, unpunished either. I think I tend to fall where you are um, at the moment. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 or 0433981116. You can text in at any time, but the Harcourts open line is always open to you. Your move, your Harcourts for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. Uh, the Macca's run is all for McDonald's. Try the quarter pounder bacon at Macca's today. Uh, it's been three weeks since I've had the pleasure of speaking to this man. I haven't even been doing the footy SA show, so I'm sure he's been missing me no end. Uh, Matt Rendell, hello, mate. Oh, welcome back, Sammy, and congratulations <laughs> on the birth of your little boy, Charlie. I, I swear you're going to call him Matt, but you went to Charlie. 
<laughs> disappointed. Toss of the coin. Oh, Toss of the coin, Matty. Toss of the coin, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, good to hear for you here. And, um, good to, uh, well, for you, it's probably good to be back. <laughs> so be back working. Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? You, um, you, you, uh, you, you're grateful that you've got a chance to, um, yep. to get out of the house, but at the same time, that the moment you walk out the door, you, you miss him terribly. So, uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm not going through anything that any other parent uh, doesn't go no. through at this stage. But uh, enough about me. Um, just quickly, the Crips decision just come down two weeks. Are you expecting yep. Carlton to challenge, given that their season's on the line? They've got to win one out of their next two to cement a spot in the eight, and they've got Melbourne and Collingwood, uh, two top four teams, to finish out the season. Their midfield's depleted. Kennedy uh, and Ooh. Hewitt were unsure about. As it has been for so often his career, it all seems to hang on Crips, uh, Carlton's fortunes at the Ooh. moment. Are you expecting them to contest that? Oh, they'll contest it. That's a, that's a living certainty. They're going to burn ten grand uh, pretty quickly. I would have thought. So uh, I, I just can't see why it couldn't be. What, how, how it can't be two weeks? Unfortunately, mm. um, just one of those things. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, Archie got the, got the brunt of it. And the fact that he jumped in the air is a killer. That's just a killer. You know, if you'd have stayed grounded. He's some charts say he's contestable, but when you jump, once you jump in the air, you're just gone, aren't you? Interestingly, he could have just gone through him with a tackle once he hit the ground, and, and still made that same physical statement with a tackle that, depending on how it played out, may not have got him, Ooh. you know, in any trouble at all. But he he flew. Um, I do you people will say it's either it's you know it's either Maynard and Plowman or it's Willie Rioli. Ooh. Do you? Do you feel like there's any similarities with the Willie Rioli? I can oh, sort of see it, but I don't. I think it. I think they're. Nah, Willie should have got suspended. You think so? Yeah. Well, Willie should have got suspended. I called that at the time. Willie had all intentions to go and mark the ball, but when he realised um, he wasn't going to get there, you can't drop the shoulder into the bloke's head. He took his eyes off the ball and dropped the shoulder and hit him in the head. They made a blue on that Willie Rioli one, I reckon. See, I well, thought he'd already. Like, I thought he flew it. before he saw the player. I thought he flew to Mark before the uh, player came into his oh, eye line. No, no, no. I think this he is a little different. Was coming back. No, Willie knew that bloke was coming back. No, don't. He knew that bloke was heading back in his territory. So, um, I, he just, you know, the last second he jumped in the air and he realised that, um, you know, he wasn't going to get it. The other bloke was going to get there first. So. Um, oh, I thought Willie should have got suspended for that under the under the guise of all the stuff. But the tri- he actually did get a penalty, and then um, the tribunal chucked it out, didn't they? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, if I can remember correctly. So, yeah. So you're expecting that they'll challenge, but be unsuccessful in the challenge. Yeah. 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 Um, why don't we start with the footy from the weekend because it continues to yeah. dish up beautifully for us. I mean, we are oh. some years you feel like you haven't had your fill. I reckon we uh, our, our, we have all put on a ton of weight this season because we have just been fed oh. fantastic footy all throughout. It's been a gluttonous season for us, and We've it continues courses, to serve it up. Yeah. We have, haven't we? It's been the degestation uh, spectacular. Um, so I, I was on. Uh, I do a little gig, as you know, with um, you know f- footy in, um, on Wednesday with Kimbo and Rucci uh, in SA, S-E-N-S-A. Mm. Well, I said at the start of the year, so first. Thing I went on, I said, uh, I said, boys, I think this is going to be the best year in uh, in my lifetime for football. Um, 
I just got a feeling, excuse me, that um, there's there's pl- there's teams on the up, the teams in the eight are young, uh, you know, and teams that were in the eight aren't going out like Geelong's who are older, obviously Richmond older, but they, you know, I thought they would still be really good. So uh, I thought it was. I had a feeling, and the 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 main reason I was saying that is that teams are starting to adopt the Richmond brand. It's t- taken a few years. Um, but I knew Collingwood were going to adopt it. Um, that was a um, a dollar I won. Um, I knew that uh, when I, as soon as I saw Geelong, I'm going well. Geelong, the finally the pennies dropped for them. Mm. They finally got with the program. Swans had already started. Brisbane had been doing it for a while under Fagan straight away. As soon as he got there, changed yep. there. You know, to. I don't well, he's always uh, Matty. He's always said that, he, and, and Craig McRae says the same thing. Yeah. This is an entertainment industry. We, we want to entertain as well. Entertainment industry. Uh, people for years have been saying uh, we're in the premiership winning business. No, we're not. We're in the entertainment industry. You want 100%. your people to be members. You want them to go to the footy. You want them to watch it on television. As soon as the footy becomes that bad, which it did for five years, and it was horrible to watch. Uh, until Richmond changed it. Now, the sole reason it changed, they started winning flags and teams are going, oh, we better start attacking. So they've all got with the program now. I, I don't know that there's one team who's not trying to play attacking, entertaining, take the game on, fast football, and it looks like the 80s, which is still the greatest era of football, uh, it looks like the 80s with about a 50% or maybe even 100% skill level uh, rise. The skill level is enormous compared to the 80s. So um, it's been fantastic to watch. Uh, um, and, and game after game, I mean, Collingwood have probably got nine of the best 10 games of the year. I, I always thought the Richmond Geelong was a cracker. And the, uh, the Geelong Port Adelaide was a ripper too. I think that was over over there. That was a ripping game. There was just game after game. Yeah. They're just... And you know what? I've never been more annoyed when there's a, a crossover of games or there's two games on at the same time and I can't watch both. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, that is, and that has happened a stack of times this year. Very frustrating for a football lover. Very annoying. And that brings us back to the old point again. Why aren't we playing Thursday night every week? So there's no crossover on Saturday night. It, it's it's something that uh, Eddie has been saying for a long time in regards to the entertainment industry. It's not just that we're in the entertainment industry. You're also in the most competitive market that there's ever been in our lifetimes for the entertainment dollar. So do how do you get yep. the eyeballs and how do you get the dollars of people whose time is less and less uh, whose dis- disposable income is less and less, how do you make sure that if they've got time to be entertained, they do it with you, and if they've got money to spend, they do it with you? You certainly don't do it by competing against yourself. Uh, it's ridiculous. And uh, look, okay, so there's been two teams that have been poor. So Eagles, obviously, for you know, they were hamstrung at the start of the year with COVID and yeah. a mountain of injuries. And well, North just got their coach wrong, and it, and it completely stuffed them. And um, They'll be back again next year. They'll get a, a good coach next year. And they'll they'll challenge a lot of teams next year, but they've really stuffed it up this year because they were looking promising at the end of the year. And the other thing with them, they looked really good when Cunnington was playing. And obviously, he's missed the whole year with his particular yeah. cancer. And hopefully, uh, he can get back up. Hopefully, he's okay. I know mm. he played on the weekend. So. Hey, um, uh, uh, 
Matty, just a word on a couple of teams. Uh, when we're looking at that sort of top four, top eight uh, at the moment, when it comes to Geelong, you've said the pennies dropped and they're, they're playing a, a brand of footy now that is not just entertaining, mm. but it's so damaging. And Kingy was talking today mm. about just we've never seen a team that uh, limits uh, scores uh, from disposal chains like Geelong do and scores from disposal mm. chains like Geelong do. Yep. So you're either good at one or the other. Um, they did it without, I think, three maybe out of their six most important players yeah. in, in Selwood, Dangerfield and Blixarves. Um, they, I know that they're on top of the ladder and it's an easy thing to say, but are they premiership favourites for you now? Oh, they're, they're premiership favourites. So I was a bit non-committal when I was on uh, with uh, Duano uh, a few weeks ago. He said, who could win it? And I went, I ran off about six teams. It was before Geelong were playing Melbourne down at Cadinia Park. And he texted me back and said, uh, you know, thanks for coming on. I was, he's mainly, mainly got me on to talk about Nick Dacos. So, mm. um, and I said, look, I, I, I'm normally not non-committal and I should have said something, but if I'm having a bet, I'm back in Geelong. And they were 6.50 at the time. I think they're probably 2.50 now. They beat Melbourne that weekend. Um, and, and, it's, and it really is based around now they're scoring. I mean, you know, they were go slow. They were easy to defend. Mm. Uh, made it tough. You know, had all these guns in the forward line, but, but by the time the ball got down there, there was a heap of defenders. So now they, they're one out, a lot of these players, and they're guns. Yeah. So they're scoring. No wonder, no wonder they're scoring. So um, just moving the ball quicker. And I, I, I'm just staggered that it took them so long for the penny to drop. And I, and I reckon the penny dropped straight after the Melbourne game in the preliminary final last year where Melbourne moved the ball really quick and just walloped them, just walked through them. And they go, well, we can't play this slow game. It doesn't work against Melbourne, so why would we play it? So uh, they're the favourites. I want to talk about the Pies a little bit. Yeah, so Grundy out for the year. So that takes that out of the equation about how do they fit them all in, Cox and Cameron and and Grundy, and would they have to? Well, that's that's null and void now. it's a blow. To me, it's a it's a big time blow because that, that means they can't afford to lose um, Cameron or Cox now. Mm. They've got a young kid called Beg, um, but he's a young kid. He's played about three or four games and he's still skinny and that. So, but we haven't seen a team do this uh, for a long while. I'll, I'll bring it up, but they had a hundred less possessions than Melbourne. Most of it was handballs. Twenty four less inside fifties. Twenty two. Less clearances, 14 of them contested uh, uh, centre bounces, 24 less contested ball, and win the game. So we haven't seen stuff like that for a long time. So what? So how are they doing? So the attack side of it's really easy because the attack side is Richmond 2007 and and the years following. It, it, it just looks identical. Take the game on. What they're doing beautifully is, okay, you want to take away the corridor? Take away the corridor. They're going wide. So they go wide around the boundary line and back into the centre. So then the, the, the opposition go, well, we've got to get out of the boundary line and stop them doing that because they're going coast to coast. So then it opens up the midfield. So then they go through the midfield. It's beautiful to watch. It is a work of art. And it got me thinking, so obviously McRae, Lepich, Richmond. So they know the Richmond brand really mm. well. And, and you can see that. Go back and watch the Richmond games in 7-8. This is... Richmond all over, and, and how Richmond used to take the, the risk of the kick over the top in the middle of the ground and open the whole thing up, and their forwards would be forward of the defenders. So it's risk-reward. So we see that, and then I was trying to think, well, 
this isn't sustainable where you can get beaten so badly and contested ball and clearance and inside 50s. But we have seen it. And we've seen it at Hawthorne. So this hasn't come up before. So when Hawthorne won their three flags... Yes, absolutely. flogged in yes, contested ball. Yes, 100%. In one game, they lost by 50. Yes. I remember a game, they won the game and lost contested ball by 50, which is unheard of. And they regularly lost contested ball, didn't they, Sammy? Uh, absolutely. I, I so, used to, it used to worry me throughout all of those seasons. They were able yes. to dominate, though, on a couple of occasions in finals. Like the way that they touched up Sydney in 2014 yes. when everyone yeah, said yeah, yeah. Sydney will beat they them up. Well, they did the they opposite. Be, yeah. yeah, they had yeah. gears. They Clarkson had a number of gears. But so you're, they, you're right. They, they didn't actually play like that during the regular season. So here's the kicker. Um, McRae and Bolton have been at Hawthorne for the last two or three years, or mm. two years. Uh, Bolton longer. Or Bolton's been there a heap of time. But McRae, I reckon, at least one year, maybe two, uh, at Hawthorne after Richmond. Yeah, one year. I Just think the one, there. yep. So, so I'm looking at this and I'm going, they've brought the best of Richmond and Hawks together in a game plan, and it looks magnificent. Um, yeah. The old... Hawks' game plan was, oh, we don't care if we lose contested ball because we are going to pick you apart mm. going through the middle or down, out wide with the ball in hand. And that's what Collingwood are doing. They're picking teams apart through the midfield or out wide. And I've gone, I'm watching Hawthorne and Richmond at their best here. Yeah, it's... That's why they're a chance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Hey, Matty, we've run out of time. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll save it for next week, but, geez. I would have thought that maybe after that performance from Melbourne that Ed Langdon's one-trick pony line might be one that Melbourne might need to deliver back into a mirror because it's um, being pointed out by a few people today that if it's not contest, then it's not on. It's not happening for Melbourne. So we'll talk about that next week and see how they go yep. on the weekend. Thanks for joining me, mate, and we'll, uh, I'll see you Sunday no worries, as well. Sammy. All the best. Okay. Thanks, mate. See you. Matty Rendell with us uh, on the Macca's run. Uh, we do it all for McDonald's. Try the quarter pound of bacon at Macca's today. Adelaide Crows have just released a statement that I'm going to read to you next before we finish up and head to the final night of uh, Commonwealth Games competition in Birmingham. What a com games it's been for Australia. And a couple of other bits and pieces of news to get to you as well. But I'll read you a statement that's just been released from the Adelaide Crows footy club after this. Welcome to the Macca's run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Uh, and while you're getting that, try the quarter pound of bacon at Macca's today as well. Sam Edmund reported earlier today that the fallout from the revelations of last week with Eddie Betts, Josh Jenkins, Bryce Gibbs speaking up about their experiences at that uh, infamous Adelaide Crows pre-season camp now continues. Seven players discussing a possible class action with lawyer Greg Griffin. Uh, he believes that there's pressure now on Mark Rusciuto, the football director, to stand down, but he is defiant. Uh, the board met on Saturday to discuss uh, what had happened during the week and then obviously in relation to uh, what had been uh, detailed about the players' experiences at the camp. But according to Sam, Mark Rusciuto defiant that he won't be stepping down. Well, the Adelaide Crows have released a statement uh, that I'll be able to read to you before we hand over to Matty White and James Magnuson for the final night of our Com Games coverage. We aspire to have everyone, players, coaches and staff, reflect on their time at the Crows in a positive manner and we are saddened that this has not been the case for everyone. It's been a confronting to hear Eddie 
Betts and Josh Jenkins described their experiences during the preseason camp to the Gold Coast, as well as the subsequent hurt they carry. We apologise to Eddie, Josh, and any other player, coach, or staff member who had a negative experience during this time. Equally, we are sorry to hear Bryce Gibbs express his disappointment at the way in which the camp and the events surrounding it were handled and its impact on the playing group. And we acknowledge there are many others who feel the, there are others who may feel the same way. The most important thing we can do now is listen and offer our support. We know that moving on as a club will be difficult. Everyone will do it in their own time and in their own way. We sincerely hope that the passage of time healing process can take place. There's been significant amounts of change at our club, most notably Chairman, Chief Executive Officer, Men's Senior Coach and Men's Head of Football have all changed hands. In recent times, there's also been a cultural shift and focus is firmly on prioritising others. This is a genuine intent that stretches beyond the football department and permeates throughout our organisation. It's a whole-of-club approach. We're committed to emerging from this painful and challenging period and getting better or we cannot rewrite history we can learn from it have a great night com games up next it's ty power's big footy final sale to kick things off you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected toyo passenger car and suv tires ty power's big footy final sale can't last visit typower.com.au now